Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, Mike, DJ, and Doc. How's it been going, fellas? How y'all doing? doing well. All is well. How are you all? Doing pretty good. Excited about another podcast to get out here to our family. Yes. And yeah. definitely, we're going to have a very, very good topic today. But before we get into that, I want to introduce our very special guest. We have in studio with us, Mr. Christopher J. Parker. Yeah, Come on, y'all yeah, give it up yeah. for him. Welcome there, brother. Parker, welcome. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. The energy is great, and it's a beautiful day out in Joliet. Glad to be here. Excellent. Glad. Good. We're glad to have you. So, Mr. Parker, for our family and everyone that's listening, tune in, just give us a little bit of something about you. you yeah, know? yeah, sure. No, thank you. First of all, thank you all for for the, for the invite, really glad to be here and talk a little bit about who I am. Um, so my name is Chris Parker, and um, currently right now I am a vice president with Wintrust Bank, um, and my role for the bank, and and in which I've been in for the last, oof, um, I've been in commercial banking for almost the last the past five to ten years. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, I used to go around and manage bank branches. Okay. Uh, since uh, and I got uh, I took on my first bank branch at the age of 22 years old. Um, so I've been managing bank branches since 22 years old. Uh, I've managed bank branches out in um, uh, oh man, uh, Joliet, uh, Bolingbroke, um, downtown Naperville, mm -hmm. um, and Bellwood in that Maywood area uh, in the west suburb, mm -hmm. uh, in Proviso Township, and then recently. Um, uh, within the last, I would say, five to 10 years, I've gotten off into commercial banking in which as a commercial banker, I'm in the, commu uh, the community and commercial lending space. Mm -hmm. And basically what that means is I lend to small businesses that, that need some type of access to capital to further uh, their overall wherewithal in, in business enterprise. So that's that's really something I'm very proud of. Um, it's something I've that that I've I've left the bank branch life mm -hmm. to go into commercial lending. Yeah. And I really love it. But but a year or two ago, the bank asked me to step into a different role. Okay. Um, and that is of a community reinvestment act officer. It's on the compliance side of things, and basically what that does is that 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 role says I I am the officer of the bank that mm -hmm. is looking out throughout our low to moderate income neighborhoods okay. to make sure that there are lending efforts going on in those areas. Yeah, most banks tend to happen to put bank branches in areas of of a certain level of of wealth, mm -hmm. um, and so our that role just makes sure that. You know, throughout over time that the activities and the lending mm -hmm. efforts are not skipped mm -hmm. um, in terms of communities that really need it most. Um, and so that role involves me making sure that um, that I, I am present mm -hmm. working in communities. Most people don't know before I before I came over to. Uh, to to take on the role of uh, the African American Business Association, I used to be a chamber president out in the West Suburbs for about four years. I led that chamber down mm -hmm. area. That's how you you start to show up. You see people and mm -hmm. their nature and where they're at. Um, sometimes banks don't do that, but in my role, I'm able to represent the bank and show mm -hmm. up uh, in communities to really uh, you know to really make sure that there's equity across the board. But not only that, uh, I'm a twin. 
Um, I have a twin brother. We're born 12, 12 minutes apart. Um, I had, I'm married to Takara Parker, who's the principal at Joliet West High School. Um, mm -hmm. My yeah. my mom um, is a is an entrepreneur. She started her mm -hmm. business probably around 15 years ago. She started off cleaning, um, uh, being a custodian for high schools and mm -hmm. walked off her job one day and started her own cleaning business. And wow. so my twin brother and I sit on the management team and the board for her, for her cleaning company mm -hmm. uh, from an entrepreneurship standpoint. Uh, I go to church here, born and raised here, and most people may or may not know my grandfather was Drew Parker, who owned four laundromats in Joliet. And all my life, we spent time in in the laundromats and, oh, watch, yeah. and watching him build build uh, build his enterprise. So I, that, I that's who him. I am. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, because uh, he had he had one down there on Collins Street. That's I correct. Yep. Uh, then he had one over there on Washington, Washington Street. Washington. Yep. I think those are two that I, I know about. But I yep. used to. Go to the laundromat, you know, before we had washing machines and and the houses. Yep. It's a little bit farther back. Yep. But yeah, I do remember him saying that he was like the maintenance man or work, working on it. But he, right, he was an entrepreneur. And, they, and I've recently seen him get recognized on Facebook, mm -hmm. Facebook mm -hmm. as uh, like a his in history from mm -hmm. black entrepreneurs in Joliet. Yeah. Well, in the eighties and the nineties. Um, when when most people did not have, it could not afford a washer and dryer in their homes. Mm -hmm. You know, they relied on those particular services. And my grandfather, what he's known for is, you know, where where you where, when most people didn't see black businesses, mm -hmm. um, growing up, our generation and even even older was able to see what black entrepreneurship looks mm -hmm. like. And my grandfather never left those laundromats. I mean, his 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 he, he was known for being at the laundromat fixing mm -hmm. the machines, showing up, greeting people, mm -hmm. making everybody feel like they had a home there. Yes. Um, and, and for a number of years, those laundromats really, um, you know, uh, were in Joliet and, and was really a place that everybody uh, would go and meet mm -hmm. and, see, and see neighbors and people. Oh, yeah, really? absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, those are, the, those are the good old days, man. Those yeah. are the good old days. Well, good. Well, good. We, it, it sounds like right now we're going to have a lot to glean from you on this, <laughs> this so. show from all your experience mm -hmm. and everything. So we're we really going to go ahead and get into it. Absolutely. And today's topic, and like I said, the day's a good one. <laughs> Today is why integrity is important to leadership. Oh, wow. Why That's integrity is important to leadership. <clears throat> So I'm gonna start out with our famous quote, as we always do, and this one's coming from Dr. Miles Monroe. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Dr. Miles Monroe. People will not follow you if they don't trust you. Character attracts loyalty, mm -hmm. and he has this other one that we're gonna kind of time together. Mm -hmm. Character is integrity. Mm. Character <laughs> is integrity. Now, just to give you all a little background on Dr. Miles Monroe, he was born in. April 20th, 1954, and he passed in November 9th of 2014, which most of us know from a tragic airplane accident. Mm -hmm. Was a bohemian evangelist and ordained minister, avid professor of the kingdom of God, author, speaker, leadership consultant, who founded and led the Bahama Faith Ministries International. And we know it is a plethora of books and videos out there with Dr. Miles Monroe, that if anybody's looking for any kind of information on leadership, even in a ministry and in business, he has covered every topic from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know if you guys wear this, but he used to read the Bible from beginning to end once a year. Every year he read it from beginning to end once a year because, you know, you always gaining more from when you go back and more is revealed to you. He used to do that every year, read it from beginning to end. Now, you know, that has to be a challenge right there. <laughs> yes, for us. With his schedule, too. Yeah. <laughs> right, yep. with his schedule and everything. Mm -hmm. But he did that and he wrote a lot of books. Mm -hmm. So, integrity. Integrity in leadership means having strong moral principles. Standing by your words and doing the right thing. Amen. Why is integrity important to leadership? Here's some aspect we're going to start with number one. Honesty and willingness to make tough decisions. Because you know when you're leading people and they're looking up to you, when it comes to those tough times, guess what? They, they want to know that you can make a decision for them. Mm -hmm. You oh. know? They want to know that you that they can count on whatever you say to stand behind it. Because when things are going good, guess what? Anybody can stand up there and tout the and tout and say, okay, let's go this way. But when it's going bad, that's when you it's revealed where your leadership is at. I mean, anybody want to open us up on that honesty and willingness to make tough decisions? That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that, I mean, that's real talk. Dr. Miles Monroe and um you you know character you know uh difficulties and challenges expose true character integrity and mm -hmm. integrity you know i mean opposition will expose what's really within a person and their ability to shift transition uh you know etc we got this thing that uh we incorporated in the workplace with my team it's called a being able to adjust on the fly as a leader. Mm -hmm. And that's the mark of a true leader is being able to make adjustments on the fly. That means that we are already flying. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I brings things to you. You got to adjust, mm -hmm. but keep moving. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people can't make adjustments on the fly. Mm -hmm. They'll just shut down, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. sink rep. So I think the mark of a true leader is to realize we're going somewhere and you, you're going to have to make adjustments. You know, opposition creates opportunity. You got to realize that. A lot of people run from opposition. And even the greatest uh, Solomon in the Bible, the wisest man ever lived, he said, if you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. You got a lot of people with small strength because adversity will test them. And they faint. That means give up. That means what we going to you gonna be a leader, the leader holler what we gonna do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's right. the leader can't be the one saying what we gonna do because everybody like what well, you tell us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody got any ideas? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you know? hey, but yeah, but no, I'm gonna I'm leave that right there. <laughs> yes, adversity. On the day of adversity, it will always, you know, uh, signify what's really within a person, you know, and it, you see it in a lot of things. You see it in sports. You see it across the board, you know, you know, when people run into adversity, how are you going to transition out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, definitely. So. <laughs> I'm going to leave that there because mm -hmm. I can keep going. I love yeah. this topic. This oh, yeah. Discussion. Oh, this yes. is it's good. <laughs> Honesty and willingness to make tough decisions. That's it. There it is. Yes. Anthony I mean, Davis. So because, do now. 
LeBron James is, is, is now, man. Come on, Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But so that's what's them now. I mean, what? Hey, yes. it's life challenge. It creates adversity. You know what you're going to do. But see, you, you know, know what? what? Even, even so, if, uh, like you said, not only in business and in organization and stuff, one of the toughest things in your family. Mm-hmm. Guess what? As the leader in your family, male or female or whatever, sometimes you have to make tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, you, it's and it's not going to be favorable among maybe everybody in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to be strong enough to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, like you said, that is, it's, not, it's not easy when everybody looks to you to do everything. Now, it's, it's good if we can collaborate on something but still the ultimate decision had to come down to the one leading the, the way mm-hmm. yeah that's visionary leadership mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's called visionary leadership kind of connects with our last discussion with passion and purpose yes mm-hmm. yeah now we can you know and definitely you know knowing where you're going where are you taking this where are you taking us mm-hmm. that's what a family would ask mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm with this <laughs> that's that the family's your first business right there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the family's your first business you sit down with them that's your board of directors your kids and your wife mm-hmm. and everybody at home yep that's your yep. board of directors that's right it. there and, and you you the chairman yep that's you it. know what i'm saying <laughs> and you have to look out yeah. farther down the road okay well where are we going we want the kids to go to college well what we got to put in place before they get there or right. we want to go on this trip or what do we got to put in place before we get there you know what i'm saying you got to start Planting things in order and mapping out a plan mm-hmm. of where you headed. Yeah. You know, or else you may find yourself in a situation where you look back mm-hmm. and say, We should have made a decision to go this way, but we went that way. And then mm-hmm. now you're in a situation of regret. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. There's so many rewards in life. You coming into our home was one of the greatest rewards we could have ever had. You know, it took 20 years, and I got my third child, who was 17 at the time. It's so cool to watch the adult that you've become, and you really have done as much for us as you think we've done for you. I'm looking at Proverbs 11 and 14. And it says, where no counsel is, the people fall. Where there is no counsel, people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And when I think about this this notion of tough decisions, Mm -hmm. I think opposition builds dexterity in people. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking in a situation in life, where there's so many things happening, uh, wickedness in high places, the scripture t- calls it, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 um, and things of the air. When you start thinking about this thing from a spiritual notion, we need leaders that is going to lead mm-hmm. and that is going to present them their whole self to situations and to people so that people will be able to follow, uh-huh. so that there will be good counsel, mm-hmm. so that there could be wisdom. All of these things come together to help us to be, make sure that we're able to lead people. When I look at leadership, I look at who is behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the people that you're leading? And you all you all said it so finely. The first people we're leading is our families. And mm-hmm. then after that, then you're an influential person and other people are around you. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine when you're talking about tough decisions, 
people need to be able to see leaders that mm -hmm. can lead through toughness. Mm -hmm. People need to be able to see leadership that can lead through opposition. Mm -hmm. You know, I think recently about um, city council, they had a decision that was up uh, up on the um, up on the uh, the voting deck to really talk about uh, 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 development, a development opportunity um, that was basically uh, more more manufacturing coming to a, a side of the town that, oh, that has a lot yes. of manufacturing. And I, people I begin that. to speak up and talk about this thing. Mm -hmm. Well, from, from the decision-maker side, mm -hmm. the people that's got to sit on that dais, they have to make the decision to say, hey, if we don't do this, then there's no economic development and there's no tax revenue going on going on, on our books to help us to balance our budget and help bring, you know, wherewithal mm -hmm. to our town. Mm -hmm. But if we go against this because the people say this is not what they really want for economic development, mm -hmm. then where do you go? Well, there's a tough decision there that somebody has got to make. Mm -hmm. And I just think that we're living in the day that we need people that that to where the point that that was made earlier that when there's a tough decision made recognize that there's always an opportunity mm -hmm. and when leadership stands up in the face of opposition with strong dexterity and is able to look at that as an opportunity for 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 uh for an opportunity for growth mm -hmm. then i think you start to develop new ways of of leading people so an Innovation. example would be yeah. how do we then if that manufacturing um uh company or that that particular um uh, uh concept uh, did not work for that particular side of town, mm -hmm. then why don't we take that same people, bring them together, and try to figure out what is a good good replacement for this particular uh -huh. piece and how do we go after that? There's always opportunity with opposition, but you have to have strong dexterity and tough skin to be able to look people in the face mm -hmm. and not only provide them guidance, but to provide them hope an opportunity to go from point A to point B. And mm -hmm. to me, that that's what uh, strong leadership uh, encompasses. That's that's good because, see, everybody ain't going to be on on board on, when you first take off. Absolutely. No, you not gotta, at all. You, you got to realize the ones that's not on board, but sometimes you may have, if the decision is to move forward, you have to move forward. And then hopefully, eventually, they come aboard later as it mm -hmm. starts to develop. Because mm -hmm. sometimes they just don't come on board because they just don't see it. Mm -hmm. No matter how you explain it, no mm -hmm. matter how you analyze it, no matter how you, you, you draw it out of mm -hmm. any PowerPoint or whatever, it's just they can't see it mm -hmm. until some groundwork is laid down. Mm -hmm. And then once it starts to form a little bit, they say, oh, now it's start they're starting to put the picture together. Mm -hmm. And then those might be the ones that was lagging in the beginning. Maybe the one that jump right to the forefront and lead the lead the charge. Yep, absolutely. Once they can see it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, a pastor once told me this. The a pastor once told me that the biggest challenge of being a mm -hmm. pastor is most people will try to see what he can't see versus seeing what he does see. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if we can ever get people to try to see what the visionary sees, we'll be in a much better place. Yeah. <laughs> we got work to do. <laughs> you, you got something you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's powerful. And even to go, you know, back to what you mentioned about a development, mm -hmm. it, it, it comes to mind. I've been sitting on this for a while now. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, back in 2003, here in Chattanooga, there was a mayor mm-hmm. that instituted something called Enterprise South. Okay. And he built this and just made a park. And he had a vision. This way back in 2003. And what they did, they put this big water fountain in the middle of the street of it because it was just a big open area called Enterprise South. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And it led to nothing. Mm-hmm. But he had a vision, but he built this big mm-hmm. water thing. <laughs> <laughs> and now, I mean, big fountain in the middle of the street. Beautiful. You just mm-hmm. look that way. Mm-hmm. But you know what's there now? Volkswagen is down there. Mm-hmm. Amazon is down there. Mm-hmm. It's the hospital down there. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, this is one of the top 10 places in the world to live because now it's becoming global. Mm-hmm. Because now so many enterprises, mm-hmm. watch this, come on, and so many nationalities coming in mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of vision. Yep. It didn't manifest on yep. his watch. All he did was, like, put the thing there. He <laughs> knew what he was seeing to come, mm-hmm. the leadership, and to get people to trust it, to go ahead and get with it, to build that fountain. And now, man, this is one of the top enterprises in the, you know, in the South and top 10 places to live because of the economic wealth that's in this city because one person had a vision. Mm. It didn't manifest on his watch. Yep. Most mm-hmm. yep. in 2003. All it was was a street mm-hmm. with a beautiful water fountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> he just planted a seed. That's planted what a seed. Yeah. There it is. And mm-hmm. now millions of people are benefiting. Mm-hmm. Electric cars that are all Volkswagen around the world. Big hospital, Amazon. I mean, big. Everything is down that street now. Mm-hmm. It started off as just a street. All right. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. I know I've been quiet, man, but uh, you brothers are hitting on some stuff. Like I keep looking at my little ones because, for one, earlier you spoke on Solomon. On the way here, we were talking about Solomon. No mm-hmm. joke. Wow. And what you just said, Doc, was how the uh, the vision, it, he didn't get to see it through. Mm-hmm. He had the vision. Mm-hmm. And just like uh-huh. Solomon uh, carried on the vision of his father mm-hmm. with, build, with building the, uh, the temple, the temple. For, yes. uh, for the Lord mm-hmm. that David first had the vision for. Mm-hmm. So, yes. man, vision is an awesome thing, man. It's an awesome yeah. thing. Now, also what you, what you just said, Brother Parks, as far as you said, the pastor has the vision mm-hmm. to uh, to the congregation. The pastor sees something, mm-hmm. but most time the con- the congregation. I don't know if you said congregation, but most time the people look for the things that he don't see. Yep. Or something. Yes, so <laughs> the so the question is, even for the family, husbands and wives, and vice versa, mm-hmm. um, what are some things we can do to help people to see the vision and to lessen them? on pointing out the things that they can't see. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, that that's the million dollar question though. That's the, because really you, what you're what you're asking is how do we help activate faith? Because that's mm. what's required mm-hmm. to be able to to attempt to see something that's really not there. Faith allows us to be able to be able to see it in a in a in a lens that may not necessarily show a, a artwork 
oh, in, in terms of we may not see the actual outcome, but we we have to trust and trace the hands of God. Uh, and we have to believe that God is going to lead us somewhere, that we're going to go somewhere with this. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to, to, again, we have got to come back to real servant leadership. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. servant leadership is really being a slave to people and really getting able, being in a position to be able to see that where we're going is for a greater purpose, for a greater cause. And I think we as leaders, mm -hmm. we have to do a better job of making sure people understand that this is not about us. This is a slave to the work, mm -hmm. a slave to folks that are less fortunate to us mm -hmm. so we can we can get to a, a destination that people can't, that we're not at today. But even when you look at the Pharisees and the children of Israel, they had to constantly be reminded that, hey, there's something wow. greater happening, yeah. that God is not, hadn't brought us this far to leave us, that you got to hold on to our faith. So I just think we have to make sure that we're working on how we could continue to build each other up in this faith, how we could continue to remind each other that there is, there is greater at the end of this thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this is, is, is what we're doing now. And that is, we're just encouraging each other in faith, encouraging each other to stick uh -huh. to the vision, encouraging each other to continue to, to be guided by God so we can achieve where, where we're trying to get to. Oh Absolutely. man, that, that's good. I tell you what, y'all yeah. y'all just done stepped off into the next one, being a role model man. of integrity oh, yeah. in, in front of others. Mm -hmm. Being the role model, mm -hmm. not just telling them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Walking it out in front of them. Mm -hmm. Because, see, like I said, when you walk it out in front of them, not only do you gain gain uh, a lot of wisdom, mm -hmm. but guess what? They can see it being it happening in front of them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we believe what we see more than what we can we can tell mm, somebody. That's true. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> we believe yeah. what we can see for, more than what we can tell. And see, like I said, being that role model and being a uh, Consistent in the small things, mm -hmm. the small things. Because see, sometimes we overlook some of the small things that are not grand out in front, mm -hmm. and those little details that we sometimes pass over. Mm -hmm. Those are the very things, the building blocks that we need in order for that big vision to come into play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is is those little small details and, and being consistent in that? Because mm -hmm. if you if you good today and then next week you decide you don't do nothing, and then the week after that you do something. And week after that, you don't do nothing. Now you 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 don't you're not even building momentum mm -hmm. toward mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And people would will ride with some momentum if it's consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 won't if you're jumping in and out, they'd be like, Well, how's he feel today? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see how he's going today. No, they if you steady, they they'll line up behind you. Mm -hmm. They'll line yep. up behind you if you steady. Man, that is, though, these are these are good tips, everybody. <laughs> I mean, yeah, consistency also builds trust. Mm -hmm. Trust and faith are very closely related. Mm -hmm. Man, mm -hmm. again, y'all are helping me. <laughs> again, Doc, brother Parks, brother brother Mike, thank y'all. Well, I tell you what, that's what we do here. We 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 give information for those that are tuning in that they may find something to transform their lives. Mm -hmm. That they may hear something and. And like I said, they ain't even got to take our word for it. Mm -hmm. They can go ahead and research it out mm -hmm. and get a better understanding. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? But we at least we we sowing the, those verbal seeds on here. Yeah. On the Mike, yeah. DJ, and Doc yes, podcast. Yes, Shameful plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. I want I want to bring this. Uh, so I recently started to uh, to see a, a therapist every week. Okay. Um, I, I, as as the Lord is moving me into a new new area of life. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm praying and believing in God that I'll continue to move into a direction to where mm-hmm. I'm able to look at all areas of my life and make sure that I'm 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 flowing in the areas that He would on all cylinders. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for leaders to take time out to make sure that you that you see uh see about your your uh your mental capacity because uh everybody is pulling at us mm-hmm. um as leaders and we want to be in the best position for them. But one of the things that she quickly um uh she quickly brought to our attention um she brought up a book that one that we started reading by John Mark Comer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry and, she, and mm-hmm. the book is really talking about what society has come today is everything that we're trying to do is all about hurry which mm-hmm. is why when you mentioned uh Mike that mm-hmm. that uh, inconsistency mm-hmm. um, in leadership or consistencies in leadership is becoming so important. Mm-hmm. It's because everybody's ru- running around trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is the the issues with with uh, hurry is normally the the devil is is found in our in hurry. Okay. And and one of the the one of the passages in the book that I really like, kind of started laughing to myself was they said, "Have you ever been late to something?" And you was trying to rush to get there. Mm -hmm. And the book says, at what point did any of the qualities of God come into place? Love, Mm -hmm. joy, happiness, peace, love. Any of that stuff goes Mm -hmm. off the door Mm -hmm. when you're trying to hurry. Mm -hmm. And so eliminating hurry allows us to bring our best version, not only to ourselves, but to other people. And we can follow after some consistencies in our life. So Mm -hmm. we can literally be very, very careful because Mm -hmm. when the Bible talks about we're written in pencils, seen and heard of men, believe it or not, most of the time, Mm -hmm. how we show up on a regular basis, our normal selves, who we are in our authentic version Mm -hmm. is how we show up every day. And that's what people have already come up in their mind about you before you even open up your mouth. People have already Mm. written, heard of you, and they've already adopted exactly what they feel about you prior to you even speaking. And I want to encourage the viewing audience to make sure that when this is all said and done, that we practice how we show up every single day to live Mm -hmm. this authentic life. And I, for me, I think the only way we do this is we have got to have a personal relationship with God and God has got to help us every single day to become the best version because mm-hmm. we are all infallible. We are None of us are perfect. As a matter of fact, the Bible says our righteousness uh, are as, as filthy rags. That means that no matter what we do right on a regular basis, it's as filthy mm-hmm. rags. But what God does is mm-hmm. he steps in. Mm-hmm. He clothes us with his righteousness and allows us to step up and be the best person we can be. And that's only through Christ. And that's where our consistency can be found. Wow. Man. Oh, wow. That's the, you, you preaching now. Gonna, go ahead. Go ahead, though. Go ahead, though. I'm saying, I mean, I, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting a lot right here. You, you, got, yes. you got me thinking. My, my job, I'm, I'll do this quick. Go ahead. Take and your my time. My job 
so I used to be in safety mm-hmm. for a time. Mm-hmm. And one thing that they just re- reiterate is don't rush. Mm-hmm. Most of the times when injuries occur mm-hmm. is when what? When people mm-hmm. are in a hurry. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yep. the physical aspect yep. that's right. of a rush. But I'll tell you something else. <laughs> me, my, me, myself, uh, to me, hurry is also synonymous with pressure. I don't like to be in a hurry for nothing because mm-hmm. I find that that pressure, mm-hmm. it takes away from my peace. Mm-hmm. So when yep. you said the devil is in the hurry, mm-hmm. come on. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's all, it. all up in there. And believe it or not, our whole world is there. Our whole mm. world is secretly in a sense. And, and, and when I say that, uh, I'm making a opinion. I'm not saying that every single person. I'm just saying the vast majority of people live lives of hurry. And mm-hmm. that's where the enemy is hiding out, trying to transform people into people of hurry versus pe- people of long suffering and patience and safety and, and, and godliness. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to do as a people, we have got to get back to a place to where we can literally get back in control of our time, mm-hmm. be, get back in control of our lifestyles so that everything that we do is not so intent on getting somewhere getting to some place on at a certain particular time and to fill all of our schedules up because that's what that's what life has become. We have to as you as you pointed out, we have to practice a li- a lifestyle of safety um and and we have to be intentional about what we're on this work uh, what we're on earth to do you all at the last podcast I believe was talking about purpose and passion mm-hmm. that's why that is so important mm-hmm. is because when you don't know passion and purpose what you end up doing is you then get your hands in so many different things trying to find it mm-hmm. that you become ineffective and you lack purpose yeah, that's right mm-hmm. you spread yourself way too thin that's and it. like you said effect- mm. ineffective in everything you touch yep. you just got your name on it yep and like you said, just having your name on is not getting the job done. And I don't like you say you some like I said, sometimes we say some stuff to get on people nervous, but sometimes folks have their names on everything and they really ain't doing nothing. They just want to be seen. <laughs> yep. You know, just want to be yep. seen. Just want to be mm-hmm. stand out there. So when everybody stand up with part of this team, they get to stand up every time. They did nothing, but, but they, they standing up. They standing up. So, you know, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, speaking of standing up, mm-hmm. we will go right into the next one. Standing up for what you believe in. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Standing up for what you believe in. So moving forward with that, you, you, you got to know what your base belief is. Mm-hmm. You have to know thyself. Now that's that is philosophy, but part of that is guess what? You need to have an idea where you sit in, in yourself. I know you mentioned earlier about going to see a therapist or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's wonderful because sometimes we shy away from that and isn't it's necessary nowadays because we overlooked that down through the years and and we can see the result community wide what has happened by neglecting that. And it, all the resources weren't always available to us mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. situation that they are now. Mm-hmm. So that's wonderful that we're taking advantage of those things now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, having a basic foundational belief of what you believe in helps you to, like like I said, put in perspective where you need to be standing up at mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. don't fall for everything mm-hmm. that comes along. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people out there now come through and tell you a lot of good stuff. It ain't based on nothing. Mm-hmm. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. And then if you take that in and have you all confused, mm-hmm. and then yep. you leading your family or whatever you're trying to do, and now you all confused because you're trying to go 
of what somebody else tell you. Mm -hmm. You need to know what you believe in mm -hmm. and yep. where where you want to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to share this with you because it goes aligned with, with with our conversation. Um, mm -hmm. This past week, Chicago had 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 a, a consolidated election, yeah. um, in a sense called a primary election, um, to kind of weed out, uh, you know, certain uh, offices before you get to the main one. Um, when we looked at the mayor's race um, and we looked at those eligible to vote, uh, our young people, um, the, young, the youth vote, I call it, mm -hmm. um, came in at 2% of eligible voters, 2%. Mm -mm. And if you think about that, um, we're, we're, we're in trouble in this area. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think a large part of why we're in trouble goes about exactly to what your question is, is where are our leaders standing up and why, why is it that some of our young voters don't see us standing up in the right in a way that's meaningful for them for them to be able to want to get involved and to partake in this level of of decision making mm -hmm. i think when this thing is all said and done you know we have got to get back to the time where what i call i, mean, I grew up with the old i call the old saints in in the mm -hmm. church growing up my mom kept us in the church mm -hmm. um and we we just we i mean i never forget we we were out playing basketball and um and we knew it was getting time for close but uh, time for church, but we had to get that last shot in. <laughs> and so I never forget mom jumping in the car, and man, we must have took that ball, threw that ball down, and jumped in that car because we got in trouble and we didn't go to church, man. So we mm -hmm. had to make sure we were there. And so I never forget the old saints would man. They mm -hmm. taught us dedication. They they taught us what I would call holy boldness. They taught us how to stand up in in opposition. Mm -hmm. All of those things are very important because our young people people are watching us mm -hmm. and they need to be able to attach themselves to people that are selfless and that are willing to be bold for what they believe. And mm -hmm. I think as we start moving towards that, mm -hmm. I think we will start to capture uh, a generation that some of us may feel like is lost. I just think they're waiting for bold leadership to stand up so they can follow. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments, recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.